0: Thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi.
1: And I'm Beth. And
0: on today's episode, we have returning guest, my sister Megan.
1: And we pose the question, give or take. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called, and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, wherewith he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended... What is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh
2: increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Let me set the scene for you. You pull into church and you walk up the newly shoveled sidewalks because of the fresh snow. You walk inside the doors and you look to the right, and there it is, the spring mowing list already. You look to the side of that and there it is, the nursery calendar, all listed out for the next few weeks. You hear the worship practice happening from the auditorium. You see the freshly cleaned bathrooms. The AV guys are working to get words in and mics checked. Pastor's in his office studying, getting ready for the message. Communion's being prepped downstairs, everything laid out and ready. You see the Sunday school teachers arrive stacked piles hide with notes and things ready to say. You smell the freshly brewed coffee that's being prepared, and you're greeted by a friendly hello.
0: There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to make things go smoothly on a Sunday morning. Where do you fit in? So we've titled this episode, Give or Take. Here at New Revival, we've had the opportunity to interview uh, quite a few missionaries here over the past few weeks. We had Jenny and Franzi Lewis on, who are missionaries to Haiti. They should—they uh, have just gotten back uh, from their trip to Haiti. We had Brady and Sarah Van Winkle on, who leave on the 29th for Turkey. And we had um, Austin and Annie Grace Till, who are missionaries currently on deputation seeking funding to go to China. We had uh, Dave Carmody on, who is starting a new RU recovery program in Trafalgar, which starts this Friday at the Lord's Locker, 106 East Pearl Street, Trafalgar, uh, at 7 p.m. Friday night. um,
1: February 1st.
0: February 1st, sorry. And we also had Benjamin and Wendy Burks Burks on, who are from the RU, uh, I guess you would say corporate office, out of uh, Illinois. So, uh, this got us here at uh, New Revival Podcast thinking uh, about ministry. Are all Christians called to serve? So, I guess that's kind of today's topic, um, as Beth min- uh, read in Ephesians 4. I'll let her kind of ex- explain expand on that.
1: Yeah, so we read Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. I'm going to read that verse 16 again. It says, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual effectual, sorry, working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. That's a lot of big words and everything. So kind of to make it a little bit easier to understand, it's saying like when each part of the body of Christ is working together properly it makes the body grow so that it then builds itself up so I think as Christians yes we are all called to serve in some way maybe we're not called to go overseas and serve and plant churches but maybe like Megan was saying like maybe we're called to clean the bathrooms at church or there are lots and lots and lots of ways that we can serve Christ and still I don't know stay home or, I don't know, but there are lots of ways to serve Christ, and I think that every single Christian is called to serve.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's there's <laughs> always something for someone to do in the church to help out, whether it be to lighten the load or to assist or to give back in some way. Um, I don't think it's right to just go there and get what you came for, and then leave, Uh, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, the purpose of the church is to glorify God, number one, and then edify the believers, and that edify is, uh, I think the official term, I looked that one up, is to instruct or improve someone, uh, morally or intellectually, uh, to build up, to make them better, Um, I think the church is kind of a, I mean, the Christian education, it's educating the believers in, well, scriptures for one, for the lessons, and also uh, to kind of encourage each other. That's why we have at our church, we have Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and then also Wednesday evening Bible study. And we need that Wednesday, uh, that midweek service to kind of recharge and help us to get through to the next Sunday to kind of uh, encourage each other throughout the week.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, too, I mean, like I said, I think all Christians are called to serve. And if you go to, like, 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about spiritual gifts. Like, all Christians are given spiritual gifts. Whether you use those gifts for Christ or not, it's kind of up to you. But everyone has them, and I think a big thing is figuring out, like, what's your gift? So
2: how do you think people will find what they're called, quote-unquote, did
0: you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think God's gonna come to you in a dream and say, "Oh, I think you should, or uh, you should go and clean the toilets this Friday at church before Sunday." I mean, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, maybe, but it I don't necessarily it could think. Happen, yeah. but more than likely not. <laughs> I'm gonna say most people probably don't have that that calling. But I mean, I think. I mean, one. I mean, the more that you're in the Word, and the more the the, the better relationship that you have with God. I think the more tender you are to those types of callings. Um, So maybe, I don't know, I guess it's kind of hard to explain like what a calling feels like. And again, I'm not saying it takes a special calling to to do some of these things. You may not have a calling to help out in the nursery or to mow the, the church's lawn or to shovel the sidewalks or spread salt or greet someone. You may not have, I mean, you may have a calling. I mean, I think a lot of people do have callings, but I think I I don't know, I think most people are gonna be sensitive to those.
2: Just I don't typically always notice like when I go to church, like, oh, there's a light bulb out or something like that. But I know just as an example, like Beth's dad, Robbie, he notices those things. You know, and he goes and then he notices and then he acts on those things. So Maybe it's just looking. Maybe it calling feels whether. Although I think it is the right term. Maybe it feels a little. Um. I don't know. Like, I lost the word for it. Like, maybe it just seems a little scary to some people. Like, oh, I don't know if I feel called to do that. But just like look in the areas that one you feel you can provide a service in. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, like I would, growing up, I didn't think I was called to stack chairs, but I mean that's that's what I did after fellowship. I stacked chairs and moved tables, and, and it's the little things like that that really help. I mean, so that way the the pastor doesn't have to do it, or the deacons, or the ushers, or whoever it is at your church that ends up. I mean, if you show up to church and the floors are swept and the pews are straightened, or like in our church we have chairs that are all linked together, they're straightened, and your hymnals are underneath your seats and Let's say the, the tracks are restocked in the back or the bathrooms are clean. I mean, it took somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. If if you listen to a message, it took time for that pastor to come up with that lesson. I mean, he's not making it up as he goes. Same thing for Sunday school. Um, there may not be a whole lot of preparation that has to go in for uh, watching the nursery, but I mean, it takes effort. I mean, it's going to take somebody kind of dying to themselves a little bit to go down there and put up with or well, I mean, <laughs> take care, take care of. of, that's the word I'm looking Generously. for. Gener- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it takes us, it takes effort. And I think, um, it's kind of the least we can do to, to help, help out. I and mean, maybe there's somebody at your church that, that always does one thing. Maybe you can come alongside. I guess I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself as far as what, <laughs> what you can do, but there's so many different ways to serve. It doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm going to go to Turkey or I'm going to go to China or I'm going to go to Haiti or I'm going to start an RU recovery program. It very may, well may be. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. as our past guests that we've had over the past few weeks have that shown us that was their calling, but maybe there's something that maybe you're too young to, uh, maybe pack up and move to China mm-hmm. or maybe th- there's things that you can do now or maybe that you are never called to China or maybe you're never called to Turkey. But I think, We're all called in some way to contribute in church, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be maybe you're interested in music and maybe you have a talent in that. Maybe God can use that. Maybe um, instead of maybe the same couple or the same person always does music at your church, maybe you can come alongside them. And and once again, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit. But there's ways to there's so many different ways to serve at the local level. um, I I think think a lot of people kind of overlook
2: I think a good thing, like, if you're having trouble thinking of ways to serve, maybe look at the things, like you said, that are being done. You know, when you show up like that, kind of like that walkthrough we did at the beginning, like, what has been done? Well, there's a ministry, you know. Have the bathrooms been cleaned? You know, have the floors been swept? You know, did the chairs get straightened? You know, those are a lot of physical tasks, but those were things that were done where, you know, the words prepped for the screen. That was something that was done. Those are all acts of service mm-hmm. that apply to some ministry or another. And I know we're speaking mostly about like sounds like small churches, you know, but bigger churches have those same roles and ministries too. Mm-hmm. They may have someone who's like the head of those, but I'm sure that they are just as willing and excited and ready for volunteers as even small churches.
0: Yeah, I think I mean we we are a small church. So there's a lot that, a lot that's delegated amongst few, mm-hmm. or or I guess falls upon the few. I mean, but at the big church level as well, I mean there's a lot that even more that needs to be done. And I think it's even easier to kind of slide under the radar, kind of scoot in late, sit in the back row, and sneak out before music's done, or whatever the case may be. At the end, I think there's, uh, I mean. Whether it be standing in the back and shaking everybody's hand, or maybe waiting out in the parking lot and helping some of the elderly people in, or, uh, I mean, there's always something, or there's somewhere. I, I'm just, I'm hoping through this episode we kind of, I guess, make you more sensitive to the different areas that there are to serve. There's ways to contribute to your local church.
2: And empower you, too. Yeah. I mean, it's and... not
0: just for taking a load off of somebody else because most of these people don't look at it as a burden. I mean, it's what they're there to do, but I think this will help you. I'm just trying to think of.
2: Think on things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and I think like I was sharing with Levi before we started, I listened to a lot of podcasts and one of my favorites was kind of talking about how you know, you are excited, you have this dream, you have this passion, you know, maybe to be a musician and you only see the end result as being a musician with a record label, with a name that everybody under like recognizes. But there are so many different ways in that field of being a musician for you to find success and fulfillment beyond just being the person who has a record deal and a name that everyone recognizes. And the same I think can be said For those in the church, you know, we've had a lot of big names, quote unquote, in our ministry on the podcast who are doing big things and serving in big ways. But as we've mentioned, you know, in scripture, it talks about how it takes the whole body to function and, you know, move together. So just because you don't feel that calling to be a missionary to China or to become a pastor or even to lead a Sunday school class, There are still ways that you are direly and desperately needed and wanted in your church, in your ministry.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I had mentioned earlier, there's if maybe music is your thing, maybe you're in high school and you're very involved in music at your school or maybe just individually in your personal life, why not share that talent with your church? I mean... Talk to the people that do music at your church and say, "Hey, do you mind if I join you?" I'm sure they're sure we'll they're not going to always
1: gonna, say yes. Yeah, I'm
0: sure they're not going <laughs> to turn you away. I mean, they may not throw you up there and mic you up right away. I mean, if you're not feel if you don't feel comfortable with it, maybe you just show up to practice with them. Or maybe Sunday morning comes around and they let you, maybe you, you feel comfortable enough going up there and sing along with them. Maybe you don't have a mic. Maybe you do have a mic. I mean, there's
1: and I think too like. If you're not already thinking of something that, hey, I could I could do that, or hey, I am doing that, or something, like, think of things that you're good at. Like, maybe you're really good at organizing. Maybe you really like to plan, like, have people over to your home. One, you could have people over to your home, or maybe you could go to your pastor and say, like, hey, we haven't had a church pitch in for a while. Do you care if I, if I plan that? Because whenever you get, like, even little things outside of church like that, because... Sorry, I know where I'm going come here. Um, whenever you have that fellowship after church, that is also like growing you guys together spiritually. You know where I'm going?
2: No, that makes sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, think of things that like you're naturally good at and then put those to use at the church, like for Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean,
0: I think too often people come to church and they think, I and mean, it's not like, I mean, maybe there's some churches they have a thing. Or it's just like, oh, it's a a packet <laughs> it's just a packet that they they just plug and play and good to go no, I mean in every youth group outing that took somebody thinking about where they're going, why they're going there, and then the logistics of it um so maybe you have an idea for maybe you're in the youth group and you have an idea for an outing or a way that you guys can go out and serve bring that to your youth leader, say, hey, what if we did this or why why not why don't I guess head it up yourself
2: and I'll just pose this thought too. if. If it all seems a little too easy, maybe you should volunteer for something like that. Maybe just to go along and help chaperone a youth event or, you know, Bible school or sit in on a music practice. You know, the list could go on and on because then you will see there is a lot of work that goes in behind it. And there are a lot of ways you can serve and there's a lot of ways that you're needed. It'll kind of be eye-opening because I know, you know, growing up a at least a a deacon's kid for a while a Sunday school teacher's kid you know dad had a lot of different roles in our childhood growing up but we were always you know Brian Butler's kid you know and he was always in some form of leadership as we were growing so we got to see the behind the scenes of a lot of things so I think sometimes personally we take for granted the fact that we've seen what it takes you know And some people haven't gotten to see behind that curtain just yet. You know, our basement growing up for the summer always smelled like Sharpie marker because dad was drawing and creating Bible school characters and designing things. And we saw the work that it took. You can't tell how many times I went
0: downstairs to the basement and got freaked out because there's a life-size Noah standing there or (laughs) Goliath or.
2: Dad still has Christian soldier. Yeah, Christian
0: soldier, which is out of three quarter inch plywood that. (laughs) We always set up whenever we'd go on vacation to freak anybody out that tried to break into the house. He's pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. but
2: also scary if you're not looking. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not him. looking for I also got in trouble for <laughs> knocking down the entire choir loft set of pews oh, no. during a setup of Bible school because it had taken forever to set up, and then I knocked it all down. <laughs> like we got to see, you know, the nitty gritty, the good, the bad, the ugly. But when you're in something like that, you're invested. And there's just I don't know. It's a hard feeling to describe until you've you've seen that, you know.
0: And it's very gratifying too. I mean, it takes a lot of effort, and I think that's like growing up. Mom and Dad were always super involved and invested in church. Like I said, or Megan had mentioned, like we didn't buy the cookie cutter vacation Bible schools. Not saying there's anything wrong with them, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, Dad always came up with the lessons for the week and cutting styrofoam characters out or wh- whatever the case may be to to get the I don't know make an impact something that I mean I'll always remember I think most of the VBSs that we had growing up just because of like elaborate displays and then the lessons that go along with those and the connections that they made and like the puppets that mom had and,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and there's there's so many different ways uh, to get involved I guess so we can kind of expand on this what are some of the I don't know Things that we've been involved in, like I guess extracurricular church activities, <laughs> that we've been involved in over the years, that um, maybe would inspire other people at other churches, or maybe people in our church, or anybody listening to this, be like, "Oh wow, I think I can get something like that going at my church," or "Oh yeah, I remember doing that a few years ago. Why haven't we done that for a while?" Mm-hmm. I can tell you probably why is it took some effort, and, <laughs> and maybe they. Uh, don't want to do it anymore, or right.
1: maybe the person who maybe planned something out. either isn't going to your church anymore, or maybe they're involved in some other ministry and they just don't have time.
0: Yeah, I and mean, why why not rise to the occasion and and do it yourself? And not saying that you have to do it alone too. You can always maybe you just bring up the idea and then
1: form a committee. For, yeah, form <laughs> a committee
0: and see if somebody will join you and s- go to another friend and say, "Hey, I'm really thinking about doing this. Would you help me with it?" And yeah, I mean, it's always easier to divvied up amongst a couple of you
1: what if we so like you asked things that we've done throughout the years to serve just like to kind of give people so like what are things that we did as teens to serve the church let's just kind of like go through the years like what are things that we have like just the three of us what are things that we've done
0: one of the first things i remember i was real new to youth group which would have been what seventh grade maybe sixth yeah. grade sixth grade seventh yeah, grade probably. We had it was somebody who's probably my age now um, come to the youth group and filled in for the then youth pastor and he his big deal was he loved going door to door door to door inviting people to church and giving them gospel tracks mm-hmm. like that was that was his jam that's what he did so that, that's what we did he talked to parents beforehand he's like hey do you mind if I take um, I think he just took the guys out um,
2: no I'm, I remember going if okay that's who I think you're
0: you must about. have gone. Yeah, I think... Was it Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Ryan or Justin? I think it was Ryan. But anyway, they uh, we separated. We each took one side of the road. Yeah, I think it was guys and girls. I think guys had one side of the road and yeah. girls had the other side of the road. And we he told us, like, dress nice because you're going to represent the church. I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, we loaded our pockets full of tracks, and we actually just walked across down the down the side of the hill on the other side of the church and mm-hmm. started walking down he was dunn street and yep. just started knocking on doors and said hey i'm levi from such and such church and we'd like to invite you to our our church to uh we have morning sir we have sunday school morning service sunday night wednesday night and here's a gospel track like that's literally all the effort that went into it we did terrified i was yeah. absolutely terrified doing it but I was with a friend who was the same age, who had also never done it, who was also terrified. And then I was also with, I think it was Ryan at the time, who had done it a ton. And he was super amped about it. And he's like, I'll do the first one. So I watched him do it. And he's like, all right, you're going to do the next one i don't know if i'm gonna do this and then we knocked but on that you first one
2: order your own food yet
0: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't even go up and get a refill on a drink at wendy's
1: Levi i used to be very shy which so did i but
0: yeah like but I, mean, I knocked on that door and i didn't want to I, mean, I didn't want to not do it in front of my friend and i didn't want to not do it in front of him because he just did it mm-hmm. i knocked on the door and said hey i'm levi from such and such church here's <laughs> a gospel track <laughs> like i'm not sure if i did anything right but i mean they gave him a track and i had somebody. Shut, shut the door as soon as they saw me and he's like that's all right, you'll have yep. it and went to the next one and kept going we kept on kind of like feet uh kind of feeding off each other but that's the first youth outing i remember ever doing mm-hmm. what about you
2: i remember that one levi and i are only one year and one week apart so a lot of our milestones we remember together Yep. <laughs> but i'm trying to remember what my you may have to circle back to me okay i can go yeah so i remember doing that at
1: the church that i went to before cornerstone uh as well and it was kind of the same thing we were all like like we would talk in between houses like i don't know if i really want to do this one do you want to do this one and then we just would usually just decide decide go back and forth but one of the very first things that i remember doing to serve in the church is um getting involved in the nursery as a teen just um that's a big thing and once you're old enough I think that's a really good place to start Um, because you're not necessarily teaching but you're setting an example for those kids and you want to make sure that you are a good example for those kids because whenever you're a little kid in a church and you're looking at those youth group kids you're like man I want to be that kid so bad they're so grown up they're so awesome and that was one of the first things that I remember doing was talking to those kids and playing with them and encouraging them and now they're awesome little kids in our youth group
0: i remember one before we went door-to-door knocking Ooh, it was okay. back when we were in <laughs> elementary school and we were in patch the pirate club how oh, often yeah. did we do it we would go to todd aiken's nursing home and it was we would once a month and we would we would always have a skit and a whole load of songs and we would go there and sing and then go and talk to you were to,
2: scared there too
0: well that that was, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that one. <laughs> Bad experience with, anyway.
2: <laughs> he was pushed out of his comfort zone at an early age.
0: Yeah. I was creeped out by old people, and we were at a nursing <laughs> home, and it was...
1: Levi's worst nightmare.
0: Yeah, it was. I've since gotten over that. But he made it through. Yeah, but we we would go there, and you'd just go around and shake people's hands and talk to them and try to understand them, and then, <laughs> 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 then, we would, then we'd sing, and... uh I don't know. I know it was encouraging. Looking back on, I I know it had to have been super exciting, and encouraging for for them who probably don't have a whole lot of visitors come in there and have a bunch of kids come in there and sing and talk to them. And
2: yeah, I remember that too. But I thought of mine. I lead worship at our church now, so my start in music was from a very early age. Uh, I remember singing away in a manger. In a Chris, I don't know if it was a program or what. I remember I was dressed up like an angel, but I had to stand on a chair to get up to the mic because I think I was only like four years old. But honestly, from that point forward, I was I was singing all the time. I sang in choir. I would do specials. You know, we participated in Patch the Pyro Club, singing, singing, singing. So I'm thankful that I've had that opportunity to use my talent but then also to gain confidence and it's served me well in different aspects of my life but that's one of the first areas i remember serving was through singing yeah i thought of another one um i always liked to help
1: whenever we were younger and i still do it sometimes um but i always liked to help prepare communion because at our church we do communion every week and i know some churches don't but um that was always fun to help like separate the bread between the plates and put the cups in the in the little things and fill the fill them up with juice and that's a really, really easy place to serve, but it's a great place to start out.
0: Yeah, I remember another thing too when we were pretty little. Um I'm not sure who all went. I know it was me, you and our brother Joel, who hasn't been on the podcast yet but will. Um but Nana took us to church to meet with julie who was the lady that cleaned the church during the week mm. and she walked around and kind of showed us like all the effort into i think it was kind of nana's passive-aggressive way of saying like hey don't be so dirty in church <laughs> kind <laughs> of a thing because she has to clean it all up but like she like we helped her clean the bathrooms and then also like sweep the sanctuary and then she also like showed us like how she got like the broken pencils like unstuck from inside like the mm. behind the pews The
1: little like golf pencils yeah yeah
0: and then uh <laughs>
2: Because we probably did that, but
0: I mean, I still remember that today. Like everything that we did that day, because I'm like, oh wow, it took effort. I'm like, I used to go into somewhere and it's clean and leaving and coming back and it's clean again. And I'm like, wow, this place never gets dirty. Mm-hmm. But then because
2: we probably tested that theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's make it really. But dirty. I
0: mean, it was little things like that that I mean, I remember that just because Nana took the time to take us over there and show us. Like this is yeah, somebody. I think this I is her that ministry. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You remember all of mine? Well, you're probably there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I also too I don't remember where it was or how we were, or what exactly what we were doing, but we packed like care packages for a missionary
3: mm-hmm.
0: that was like they were getting ready to leave, so they could take so much stuff. So somebody had supplied all the things. Like once again, this is very vague. Cause I don't remember what all we packed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had like the job of like take taping the boxes at the end or something like that. Oh. But like we all like packed together these little care packages and put them together. Oh, well, we, we also were did, little. Yeah, we were little. Um I don't remember. I remember
2: I can remember one specifically cuz our dad he did a Wednesday night service for the local um, army base mm-hmm. and we would go every week and we would serve, basically have church in the little on-base chapel and people at the church it grew into a bigger ministry because at our sending church they would bake cookies and we would pick up the cookies and take them for the soldiers we would also um put together these care packages that's what made me think of it because i remember i collected soaps and lotions maybe
0: that's what it was
2: things like that and we took those i think that was what it was maybe that's and we took them to the soldiers i also remember that my mom Obviously, my mom was a piano player, and my mom would play the piano for that service at the um, Army base. Of the
0: old out-of-tune.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, but one night, World she War wasn't II there. World War II piano. Yeah, she wasn't there. I think she had to work or something, and I decided I was going to play, and I am not very good, <laughs> and everybody, like, tried to sing along with me, and I was just, like, so serious about it.
0: Was it Chaplin Gaines? Is that his name?
2: Yeah, and they ended up calling us from... After they were deployed,
0: yeah, and there was a super long delay because they were like in Afghanistan, I think.
2: Yeah, that was super cool. To yeah, fly, like, it was really neat. They want gave you guys to come back or something. No, they, they were just calling just... to say like hi and yeah, just hi. And thank
0: you. Yeah, it was really neat. They also gave us some MREs. That me and Joel went and oh, no, you were yeah, there too. Yeah, we we went up in our little fort and ate them had a little hot pack that you added water to. It was really cool. <laughs> there was a lot of different ministries growing up that we helped out with. Um, I-, I
1: remembered another one. What's that? Sorry. So I remember I wasn't old enough to be in youth group yet, but my brother was because youth group at our church started at sixth grade, but my parents were chaperones on this. So I got to go and I was really excited because I got to go with the big kids, but someone had organized it um, to where we went to the ronald mcdonald house in indianapolis so like where people who have sick kids at riley hospital they get to kind of stay there um we went and we baked cookies for families who were staying there and we got to we didn't get to go like well maybe we did i think we kind of got to go to their rooms but we were really supposed to stay in like the main like living section because they had like a common like living room kitchen kind of thing because people are in and out all the time but we got to go and bake cookies and i think that we left tracks with everybody too and just like we got to go encourage people Hmm. which was really cool and i would like to do that again sometime i'm sure the rules are probably a little different now on ages that can go but that was really cool and that's always something that's kind of stuck out to me like that was a really cool thing to get to do yeah. yeah,
0: that is neat. That is a neat one because I think people kind of overlook those. Where I think a lot of churches contribute in like, and know, I think they're great too. I remember helping out with lots of these, but um, like Thanksgiving meals for mm-hmm. people that like in the community that need help, like just people like write down a name and put it in like mm-hmm. their church and put together like a Thanksgiving <laughs> meal or Christmas meal or help them out with Christmas mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times they kind of like get inundated with stuff during the holidays, but then afterwards I kind of forget about them. So maybe there's, Mm -hmm. I know, uh, the Lord's locker, they had, (laughs) uh, I'm not sure if Nana's still collecting them or not, but the, uh, the plastic grocery bags that they would weave for, nah, it wasn't them. Like they were giving them to somebody else. I think that were weaving those into mats for homeless people. Oh yeah. Like sleeping mats, which is pretty Mm -hmm, cool. mm -hmm. Um, trying to think there was another one I was thinking of. um, (coughs) Back to the vacation Bible school stuff. I don't know how many full cardboard and styrofoam displays that we've helped Dad make as far as, like, cutting out Bible characters or making, like, the pearly gates out of styrofoam and spray paint. And uh, there was... Know, can you think of some of the other ones that we've we've helped do? Because like, he would come up with the lessons and and then we would make, like, a really cool stage display. So that way it was really cool whenever somebody from like that came to church uh, like one of like the the local kids came it looked different for them it wasn't just like oh it's another sunday at church it's like right. oh wow look at this and like really transformed yeah. like the whole mm-hmm. sanctuary or wherever we had it set up and also mm-hmm. too it was something that we had quite a few people come back that didn't go to church but would drop their kids off and just because they were interested and like the kids explain everything like oh, i want to check this out so then usually i think it was like the last saturday or something like that we would open it up for the parents to come in and then Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah.
1: We did that even up to I think it was like 2011. Whenever we had that, I don't remember what the theme was, but I was that like I had to hide in that box. I was like the Mac computer, and yeah. we painted a bunch of scenes. Was it like Safari kind of
2: stuff?
0: I don't think that one was Safari.
2: That one was. That safari. one was.
1: No, it kind of had safari. a Phineas
2: and Ferb <laughs> like intro song. I remember because we recorded it. It had to do with. It was some kind of like explorer, and he was talking about different kinds of animals. Like, was the platypus. it time, tra- time travel?
0: Maybe?
2: Oh, no, he was, he had just really unique we animals need to come up that with time he would, travel. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. One. Yeah, vacation Bible school. I think a lot of people, especially in like the Midwest, I'm, I don't know if it's a, a national thing, but you talk to a kid our age who grew up in church, they're going to remember Bible school. Mm-hmm. Yep. It yep. was just yep. such an impactful thing. So I think that should be encouraging to, Us now to keep doing it, you know. I think they keep on keeping on.
0: Yeah, I think vacation Bible schools are are getting harder to to coordinate just because of the year the year round school schedule that we have around here. Like the kids only have a few weeks off during the summer.
1: And then then add in like church camp. Yeah, add in church camp and everything else. That meet over the summer that aren't necessarily that are school functions, but they still meet over the summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to get in. I, and I know we've done some that are in the morning. We've done some that are in the evening. It's going to be like the evening ones tend to do a little bit better around here anyway.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked how we did it several years back at Cornerstone where we, because we, like we said, we're a small church. We don't have a ton of kids, but we took... VBS to local parks. So we planned was it six weeks? Like it was like the whole yeah, summer. It was it was six and weeks and it was
0: every Sunday night we went to a different park in And
1: we would go and canvas the the area like an hour or two before and let people know like hey we're gonna be at this
2: park, we have snacks, we have games, we have a VBS lesson. It was called Rockets, Bubbles and the Bible because it, it was, was a science theme. It was so cool. Yeah, it was, it was so really fun. fun. Yeah,
0: we had that was a good time.
2: Yeah. That was a long time ago because that was the summer before Adam and I got married, so that was almost, it was nine years ago? Yeah. like, so 2000, yeah, it would have been, like, 2010, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was really cool mm-hmm. having, like you said, it was a science theme once. So we'd kind of lure them all in with different neats like, vortex cannons and big uh, water bottle rockets and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and get them coming, and then they'd sit there, and then we'd have a uh, Bible lesson in the middle, and then usually... like a coordinated game afterwards Mm
2: -hmm. but we had we have a scientist who that was his passion he came up with those things you know and it was really cool to be able to see him watch that that gift that he has for being excited about science and sharing that with you know the community kids it was really cool Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool too I remember there
1: was one Sunday that there was only one kid who wasn't from our church who showed up and everyone else at the park was from our church but I don't think that kid ever knew like everyone welcomed him in everyone like all of our kids interacted like they'd never seen the show before not show but you know what I mean and I don't think that kid ever knew but I think that was probably one of our best weeks just kind of loving on that one kid from the community so
0: that's one thing I love about Cornerstone is it doesn't matter how many people show up if only one or two people show up like they get all the attention yeah. i think i don't know i think that's cool yeah. it's not like well well there's only one or two we're just gonna cancel it right no
1: still go for it okay so those are the ways that we served <laughs> whenever we were younger what are ways that we're serving now and like what are other ways that people could be serving now?
0: no i i think that's i think that's good um i think we're at an exciting time here at cornerstone with the several new ministries that are kicking up obviously the podcast is new uh this is the 10th episode Woo-hoo. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh like we mentioned dave carmeny is starting are you which starts at the lord's locker i'm gonna plug it again dave uh are <laughs> you starting this friday february 1st. february 1st at the lord's locker 106 east pearl street trafalgar you have any questions you can email dave um i'll link all that down dave carmoney
1: at gmail.com
0: yeah dave carmoney i think c-a-r-m-o-n-y at gmail.com um or just show up this friday night at 7 p.m february 1st at the lord's locker once again 106 east pearl street trafalgar i'm really trying to plug it dave <laughs> um yeah uh th- that is also a new ministry we have we've had uh jenny and franzi they have some developments with their mission down in Haiti, which I'm hoping to get them back on the podcast here soon to te- kind of update us on what all they saw while they were down there. I know they got the roof poured and. Uh,
1: Lots of exciting stuff happened while they were down there.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. And then uh, we have uh, Brady and Sarah who are getting ready to leave uh, February, or January 29th for Turkey. So that's going to be exciting. I look forward to hearing. I'm going to give them a couple weeks to settle in and then I'm going to see if I can schedule a a phone or a Skype interview with them to yeah. kind of see what, what it's like over there in Turkey. Um, we had Austin and Annie Grace till over, uh, to talk about their ministry, which is exciting to talk about. I know they're not from our church, but it was really nice to sit down and talk to them and hear, about mm-hmm. their passion for China.
1: They're really good friends with Brady and Sarah. Yeah.
0: They, they so. met at the vision Baptist where yeah. they're sending church, um, Yeah, I think it's an exciting time at Cornerstone. We also have, um, there's no date set for it yet, but either this spring or early summer, we're combining with a couple churches of like faith that are also small in in the area to put together a tent revival.
1: Which I'm so excited about.
0: I know. I need to, it's going to be so cool. I need to talk to dad about make, like, recording some type of commercial or something for, Mm -hmm. for that. But I'm really excited about it. We're hoping to have, um, I'm hoping we get who we're talking about having, uh, yes. coming up, uh, from Kentucky to be the guest preacher for, uh, how the duration of the revival, but I think it'd be great to have him. Um, yeah, but it's going to be a combination of several small churches that may not be able to put something big on by themselves, but since there's several of us coming together, hopefully we can get a good crowd in a big public location to really draw people in and hear some good preaching. And
1: mm-hmm. that's the goal. So pray about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: super excited about that. Um, Hey, maybe you're close and you want to help with that, I'm sure.
1: Message us, email us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, send us a message, uh, email us, newrevival at gmail.com. New
1: Revival Podcast.
0: No, I'm sorry, yeah. At gmail. Yeah, new revival podcast <laughs> at gmail.com or Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Send us a message. Um, if you're interested in that, we can get you hooked up with who you need to get hooked up with. I think there's a lot of exciting, advance, or I guess, uh, new ministries that are coming up around, for such a small church as we are.
1: Mm-hmm. But even with, I mean, like, obviously we have all these new ministries that are starting up around us that are really exciting, and people can find ways to serve in those. Like Jenny and Franzi said, the more the merrier to go with them in June. No, May. So if you're interested in doing a Haiti trip, start praying about that. But even just the mundane things that we were talking about earlier in the church, like maybe you have the time in the week to take a rotation to go and clean the church. Maybe...
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, um, spring's coming around. There's going to be some maintenance that needs to be done outside mm-hmm. at your church, I'm sure, whether it be mowing the grass, trimming the bushes, fixing the mulch, or planting flowers, or maybe going out canvassing for your church. Maybe you just invite people to church.
1: Mm-hmm. I know some some things that we've done at our church before that we've, like I said, we've done them before, but it's been a couple years since we've done them. Um, we've had family campouts, like we all took our tents and camped out at the church one year and that was so much fun like maybe if that's something that you really enjoyed and would like to see that happen again, maybe you can plan that maybe if you're interested in seeing like a women's or men's retreat go together head that up see what happens with it
0: i definitely want to plan a couple church camp outs this year i want to do I one know. in the spring and i also want to do one during the feast of booths which is in the yes, fall be so i think cool. that'd be awesome i think
1: that would make it like extra special too
0: yeah i think that'd be awesome because that's what the whole feast is about yeah. Which I want to do a whole podcast on Jewish feasts.
2: Yes, I think that would be really awesome. I agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Megan's still here. She didn't leave. She's falling asleep. It's
2: <laughs> I'm doing a lot of head nodding.
0: Yeah, she's doing a lot of head nodding. <laughs> but
2: you can't see that. Yeah. But I wanted to
1: say, um, so if you don't know, Megan and I lead worship at church, and that's something that... When I was younger, honestly, up until a couple years ago, I never, ever, ever thought that that would be my calling. If anyone ever, like, even acted like they thought I would do that at some point, I would laugh at them and be like, oh, you're crazy. So, I want to, one, encourage people to try to step outside of your comfort zone and really see where God is leading you to serve God. But also, like, whenever you're serving Him, it's so cool to see how He's working because, like, at our church we do music at the end of the service so like we kind of take like a temple approach so we go in we get cleansed we ask god for forgiveness and everything and we're right with god whenever we go into worship and it's so cool to plan music ahead of time and practice it ahead of time and then have a service that we have no idea what it's going to be about and then to get to the worship to get to the music and to have it all fit so perfectly with your sermon like the sermon that the pastor preached. It's just so cool to see how God works in those little ways. And I feel like if you're not necessarily, like if you're not listening to God's call, you're going to miss out. Like you miss out on stuff like that.
2: I don't know. No, I agree. And I think too, just to go back with what she said, it's funny now, like I couldn't imagine Beth not leading, you know, music or worship. But there was a time, like she said, that, you know, that didn't look like something that she was, one, like, you know, felt confident in or two, maybe even interested in. But it got to a time and a place in our church where it was such a need, like a desperate need that she rose to the occasion because she listened to that call and learned how to play the guitar. Like just... I bought one. (laughs) Bought a guitar, learned how to play it and has mastered it. She's now giving lessons. Beginner. <laughs> beginner <laughs> lessons.
0: Lessons nonetheless.
2: But it was just amazing to, yeah, watch that growth and get to go along for the ride and get to participate in that, what she was saying, you know, about watching the services come together and knowing that it was the Holy Spirit that did that. So, yeah, get in on the good stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe you're not to the level where you can get in front of us. s you're congregation and play music or whatever that may be but maybe you can go and shadow that person maybe you can go and learn from them like hey how did you learn and I I guess kind of get the ball rolling that way maybe you're interested in doing your own podcast Uh, I'm definitely not a master of it but I can get the thing plugged in and rolling so if you have any questions about that let me know I did a bunch of research before I bought my equipment so if you want to pick my brain on that I'd be happy to share what I've learned anyway uh, I'm trying to make it sound better every time, but w- <laughs> we'll see. At least Yoda's not barking. So, He's although Mumford up. was headbutting, Mumford's one of our cats. She was headbutting Best Mike. can see me out in it too. Yeah, probably. But,
1: but I think it's. Um, I don't know. I think it's important to start. I don't know if this is the right way to say it, start low. Like if you are not necessarily low, that's not the right word. But like if you're interested in helping with the worship service, but like you have no musical ability whatsoever, see if maybe you can get in on a rotation of doing the words for music. Or maybe you have a cell phone that you can sit next to a Bluetooth camera that can live stream the service. Like there are tons and tons and tons of ways that honestly don't take a ton of effort. To serve. Yeah,
0: there's one. That's that's a really good one right there. That's something that we started doing. How long ago do we start uh, streaming our services at church?
1: Probably a year or two ago.
0: That's something that's free. I mean, you stream on Facebook for free, just using your phone. Now we've since upgraded the camera, and I think I think we're really liking the new camera that we have. Was it Mevo or something like something that? Something like that. But I uh, still need to
1: learn how to use it. Yeah, it was,
0: but yeah. Occasionally, if you're tuning into our uh, our Facebook live, our Facebook live at Cornerstone. If it switches from a really nice picture to a cell, phone. a cell phone in the very back.
1: That's me. I'm sorry.
0: That's because we can't figure out the login. Um, <laughs> Tim,
1: I need your help if yeah, you're listening.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that's something that your church doesn't utilize is some type of live stream. And that's really expanded our audience that maybe can't come to Trafalgar, which is in between nowhere and nowhere else. Yeah. Um,
1: we have people from other countries listening to it.
0: Yeah. It just really expands your guys' reach to be able to get the message out there uh it's something i mean maybe that could be your ministry is getting a tripod or stacking a hymnal or something where you have your phone with the camera pointed and
1: well and too it's nice like to have something like that because if you have elderly who are sick or like people who are going to be missing out or something like it's really great to like if you're on the road traveling it's really great to be able to still tune in and listen to your your church service or if like someone is sick. Like I remember over the summer I helped out a couple at our church who they were having some health issues and had to be home a lot. I helped them figure out how to watch it. And they were like, that's such a blessing to be able to like not miss out on the church service just because we're not there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good ministry. Like if you're good with technology, head it up or see if you can help out with it.
0: I think that's a good one. I think that's a good ministry. I think that's something that wasn't a ministry before, but because of, I don't know, advancements in technology and everything else Mm -hmm. i think that's one where we can definitely best use that to i don't know optimize
2: yeah another podcast that i listened to had kind of done this around christmas but they did this thing and i i'm pretty sure they had like a pdf you could print out but anyways it was basically like give the gift of a podcast and i was like i thought podcasts were free but that was their whole point was basically share The knowledge to someone else on how to listen to a podcast you know because it's simple for you you've got it figured out now you can share it with somebody else who maybe is struggling or doesn't even know that this is a resource same is to be said about what she said or Beth was saying about um the Facebook live you know share the gift of social media with someone you know I'm sure there are people in your sphere of influence or connection that would just be ecstatic to figure out how to tune in to your church's happenings, other ministries happenings through the gift of social media.
1: I think that's where a lot of Christians too get hung up because I feel like a lot of churches or Christians think that oh, well my church is the my church is the only right one. And that's not the case and I feel like if we're sharing like our live streams or other podcasts that we listen to or other ways to help people continue to get the word throughout the week I just think that's that's a really great thing because, like, we're not the only church that has the truth. Like, there are other churches out there who are really encouraging to us and might help us want to dig in even deeper and do even more for Christ.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree. I think definitely use discretion and everything right. else. Yeah. Uh, and if it's something that maybe you're not comfortable making that call on doctrine or whatever, maybe bring it to your pastor and say, hey, I'm really thinking about listening to this podcast or I'm thinking about reading this book bounce bounce the idea off of them first Mm -hmm. and maybe if you're not if you don't feel comfortable or maybe not strong enough quite yet to to make that decision i would definitely recommend that versus just listening to everybody everybody. but but, i mean like best said your church isn't the only church that well i guess depending on where you're listening from (laughs) (laughs) let me back this one back up Yeah. (laughs) yeah i mean you don't have to be isolated you don't have to be by yourself there's other christians of like faith around not only the state, the country, the world, I mean, but across time as well. I mean, that also, I guess, reads the same Bible that you do, and I mean, was saved by the same power.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. And I think through technology and podcasts and live streams and everything else like that, it really opens up the ability to listen to another teacher somewhere else that you may not get the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or maybe never heard of before.
1: Yeah. I think another way, um, another... Gift another way to serve is like, if you're an encourager, give like phone calls are a few and far between in this day and age in 2019, and I know some people don't like to call to talk on phone. Some people really do. If you're an encourager, give someone a call, shoot them a text, send them a card. Like people don't use the mail anymore. (laughs) Send them flowers. Like do something to encourage your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ because it makes a difference. Like if someone shoots me a text and it's
2: like, hey, I'm I'm thinking about you and praying for you this morning like that makes my day I don't know I had someone do that literally last night someone who I've not really talked to for a long time but she popped into my Facebook messenger and told me that I was on her mind and that she was praying for me and that meant so much because she knows enough of our personal journey that it was just very impactful and that goes so far, and I know it can be a little scary or intimidating sometimes to type out those messages, but, yeah, the gift of encouragement is, is huge.
0: I guess it all kind of goes back to, like, the parable of the talent. Like, if your master gave you gave you money to go out and, like, hey, here's some money, and you can either bury it, like, oh, I don't want to lose any of it, or if you took it out and invested it and grew it that way whenever he came back for it you was able to give him not only what he gave you but so much more I think that's kind of the same way with with us I mean you've been if you're a Christian that's been saved and you've been given these fruit of the spirit love, joy, peace kindness, goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control did I get them all Beth? I
1: think so yeah
0: sorry I have to sing the song in my head (laughs) which if you don't know the song it's one of the songs that all of our kids learn at church church camp it's like the only version that I know is (laughs) that one that's a good one yeah that's fun but um i mean using those i mean it's not going to do you any good to sit there and have these talents or have these abilities or skills or whatever that God's been gifted to you and do nothing with i mean
1: right
0: why go i mean might as well be a, a monk in a monastery doing doing nothing
1: right exactly and i think like we were kind of talking before we started recording this like Works are not part of salvation. Like, you don't do works to get saved. But I think that works are fruit of your salvation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean,
1: mean, if you're not... If you're a Christian and you're just kind of sitting there not doing anything for Christ, then I guess, I don't know, what's the point?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, people should notice a change in you. Right. Like, if one analogy i like to give is this is one uh i had the opportunity to preach a message in front of um my entire high school back uh, my junior or senior year i think it was my senior year um that's actually um went to a christian high school and we had our year just competition what was it called we just, call it competition. I think we just called, I think we just it, called it had a competition a name, but we just called a competition but it was all of the christian schools that were within our conference um they uh got together and had a a big competition that we all met and like it was really fun because it was it's
2: like the christian school version of like isma okay yeah so yeah. It,
0: it was a ton of fun cuz all these schools would send like choirs and ensembles and Science projects and art stuff. I mean, it just it was huge. It was awesome. And It was cool because you got to see people from the, like that. You didn't. Like, you only got to see them at like ball games and stuff like that. But anyway, um, but one of the competitions in there was a preaching competition. Like there was like expository preaching and like topical preach. Like there was a bunch of different types of preaching. I can't remember which one I signed up for, but I signed up for it with the sole purpose of before we went up to competition, no matter what the the thing was whether it was like violin solo or flute or wh- whatever the case may be you got to practice it in front of the high school kind of like a, it was like, a like a warm-up thing mm-hmm. and I signed up for a preaching competition because I wanted the opportunity to preach in front of my class in particular but anyway one of the analogies or stories I gave was if I showed up to school late and my principal stopped me and said hey why are you late and I'm like, well, wow. you, know, you never would have believed it. I was on my way here, and I got a flat tire, so I stopped, and I was changing it, and I got ran over by a log truck. So that, that's why I'm like, he's obviously not going to believe me, because if I got hit by a logging truck, there would obviously be signs of that impact. Right. I mean, what more, I mean, how much more would I reflect the signs of an impact by being saved by my creator? Like, right. there would be some type of there there should be some type of visual sign showing that there was a change made by you by such a great impact. That was kind of yeah. Want my story. I
2: really like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it paints a good visual.
0: Yeah, so I think if, I mean, if you are saved, if you are, I mean, if you're a sinner that, I guess if you realize that you're a sinner who is dying and going to hell and there's nothing that you can do to save you, and you realize that Jesus sent His only Son to come and bear your sin and shame and die on the cross for you, then rise again on the third day and save you from your sins. Then, I mean, there should be a,
3: know, a like a noticeable thing.
0: physical change in you to want to tell other people about it. Not only that, but also too, to to live like you you're a dead man that's been saved. I think
1: right, and to serve Him and to encourage others to serve Him
2: and further that walk with him and not to make you feel bad by saying this that's not the intent here but it's to remind you and empower you that you were saved you know you were sinner saved by grace and there are opportunities for you to show your gratitude to the one who saved you and those ways can manifest themselves in all the stories we just told and ones we didn't and ideas that you have and Ideas that others have that you can get behind—you're needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think in in thinking that any of these could help pay for your salvation—that's just an insult, right? Because there's nothing that we can do that could ever come close to paying that price. I mean, God paid it all when He sent His His only Son to come down and be that final sacrifice mm-hmm. for our sins. And I think it—I mean, anything that you say that you're doing to to help that would be it's It's an and insult, an insult yeah. but I mean if you're doing it to show the love that was shown to you I think that's exactly what it's meant mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. To, to live you know, a radically changed life and right. I think
2: to boil it back down to the point that serving is to or church is to glorify God and edify the believers and there you have it
0: yeah exactly I mean church is just that
1: yeah I think it's I don't know. I think it's kind of important too. Like if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, then this all makes sense. But if you're listening to this and maybe you haven't taken that step of faith and trusted in Christ as your savior, it's, I mean, he died for everyone and it's, it's like an open gift or it's not, it's like a, it's like a wrapped up gift over on your gift table at your birthday party. It's not yours until you unwrap it and accept it. But once you do that, once you ask Christ to forgive you for your sins, then there, there should be that. Yeah. That it, change in your life and it's it it's noticeable and it's real.
0: Yeah. I oh, know. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think too often uh people look at it as fire insurance. They get like, right. Oh, I'll get saved so I don't die and go to hell. Right. I mean that's just I think that's that's wrong in that I mean yes, he saved you so you don't have to die and go to hell. But also too don't you think you should tell other people so that they don't <laughs> suffer the same fate? I may have spoken too soon about Yoda not being in the podcast, or he just barked. <laughs> he woke up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but no, I I completely agree. So
0: yeah, I guess. I, uh, yep. To kind of summarize it back up, uh, give or take, I think there's places in church for both, both yeah. giving and taking, and hopefully you can kind of find your place to uh, to plug in at your church to. Be more active and and help out the best that you can. Or if you don't have any ideas, once again, you can contact us or comment or whatever you need to do to get a hold of us. So we can kind of give you some suggestions, or maybe we can kind of. I know we still have curriculums from prior VBSs and Sunday schools, and mm-hmm. or if there's resources that you want, let us know. We have copies of our church's. Uh, almost all of our church's messages for the past couple of years and mm-hmm. we can send you or stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, we can help. We would love to. So
0: yep. Uh, also, yeah. If you have any, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. you just have ideas that you want to share. Maybe you're just an idea person. Cool. We need that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and wrap up. Thanks for being here, Megan. I know it's getting late and it's snowing outside. So,
2: oh, for snowing? having me.
0: Well, it was snowing a little bit ago. Oh, man. I'm
2: now sleeping at your house. <laughs> or
0: maybe it's, it could be so cold that the air is just freezing and falling down. That may be it. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, might be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, driving to work the other day, it felt like I had vice grips on the end of my fingernails <laughs> because it was so cold and it took me like 45 minutes for my hands just to stop hurting.
1: That's that's the worst.
0: Yeah. I may have had like a mild frostbite.
1: Yeah. You need to make sure you <laughs> Also, you're
0: too, I've wondered. I'm like, man, it is really cold. Like, why isn't the Jeep warming up? Apparently, well, so I went out. I remember it was negative five degrees outside.
1: Fahrenheit.
0: That, yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah, negative five. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're listening, but we use Fahrenheit <laughs> around here. <laughs> right, or, right or wrong, Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, it was negative five degrees. Went outside, and Beth had told me the night before. She's like, "Oh, you should go and clean your jeep off." And I'm like, "Well, your jeep was fine. I think I think mine will be fine in the morning." <laughs> well, I have to leave home at 4:45 in the morning, typically. Well, that's the time I went outside to go and start my Jeep, let it warm up a little bit so I can scrape it off. So I go out there, couldn't get inside it. Doors were frozen shut. So it took me about 10 minutes to get inside. I was able to get in the passenger door and climb over to the driver's side. I was able to get it started, got it cleaned off, all that stuff. Still couldn't open my driver's door. Driving to work, that's whenever it felt like my hands were, like my fingernails were being squeezed by vice grips. I'm like, it's not getting warmer. Like, it is just so cold. Well, it, it took me about 20 minutes into my drive before I realized that during my crawling across to the driver's side, I turned the air conditioner on <laughs> instead of the heat. That's yeah, horrible. which, that was, that was bad. And then when I got to work, I still had to crawl out the passenger door. I so.
2: never thought... No I never did Didn't you
0: Well I mean obviously I did Did today. you still
1: have to get In your passenger door Whenever you went to lunch too
0: Yeah well, yeah. <laughs> when I went to lunch I still had to get in my passenger door When I went to lunch And then when I stopped At lunch Because I went to the store uh, On my lunch break The door opened But then it wouldn't shut Like the locking mechanism froze So I had to leave my door <laughs> open While I went into the store
1: That's crazy <laughs> That's so funny Yeah
0: I was over it So the it's moral fun, yeah. of
1: that story Is men listen to your wives They're looking out for you
0: Yeah by de-icer if you live in indiana
1: <laughs> anyway but hopefully this wasn't too rambly and hopefully it encouraged you and yeah yeah i'm encouraged
0: we're, we're also back to recording in the house the past two episodes uh, it was past two or three two yeah past two episodes recorded at our church so if the sound's a little bit different i don't know if it'll sound better or worse because i'm still learning right <laughs> but
1: but yoda and mumford were both involved today so yep you're welcome
0: yep thanks <laughs> for listening thank you for listening to the new revival podcast
1: be sure to check us out on social media facebook instagram and twitter at new revival podcast